Welcome back, everyone, to the Adrian Bowe podcast featuring Troy Malcolm, episode number 143. Mr. Adrian Bowe, so nice to have you on your own podcast again. I love saying that because I feel so privileged uh, to get to spend time with you, mate, even though it's virtually yeah. a lot of the time these days. I know we get to speak quite often. And um, I guess, you know, today's another one of those ones that we've been chatting about over the phone for the past couple of weeks, but we haven't really had yep. a chance to talk to our listeners. But first of all, That's hey, it. how's your week been? So far, so good, Troy. You know, a lot of um, listing appointments, a lot of appraisals, a lot of coaching sessions, real in-depth coaching sessions. Uh, I had two yesterday, one one-on-one intense business advisory and then another session with uh, the Teslon group, which is growing. Three more associates joined the, gr- the group yesterday. So that was exciting to see. And, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of great things uh, happening out there. And, uh, you know, normally we do try and catch up with these things in our podcast. And just so people now, our, our vice, Troy and my vice, is Raisin Toast and Piccolo's. That's our <laughs> only vice. And that's our little thing when we catch up, we, what, we, what we have, a bit that's of butter so on that Raisin Toast and yeah. a bit of Vegemite, a Piccolo. And maybe, you know, you've got to have some vices, right? So that's not a, not a bad one to have, right? And here's, here's the thing, AB. Um, I have mm-hmm. been doing, and I did it by mistake when I was... Yeah probably 15 or 16 at mum and dad's, but I love, I've always loved raisin toast. And for whatever reason, I made the mistake of actually going raisin toast, butter, and then Vegemite on the raisin toast. Now for everyone out there listening to that, you're probably thinking, Oh my God, that sounds disgusting. But listen, Here's the reality. Adrian used yeah. to look at me like I was a bit strange when I was ordering it at all the cafes and so do all the waitresses. Yeah. But AB, you yeah. have tried it. And while you may not be converted Mate. 100%, you're yeah. quite partial to it. You don't mind it these days. Mate, it's our thing. It's, a, it's our yeah. thing. For 20, <laughs> 20 years, 20 years, whenever we go we uh, to a coffee shop locally, Raisin toast, Vegemite, butter, mate. It's our little thing. So I love it. I love it. We've got a lot of good, good little things we share, but that's 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 an interesting one, you know. Yeah, and it's it's the small things that make a big difference, right, AV? So it's like one of those things. Yeah. We're doing when we end with, it's a ten, know, as, as Doctor Fred as 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 Doctor Fred would call it. It was a ten. Remember, he used to he used to talk about yeah. have a daily ten, a weekly yeah. twenty five. You know, fifty, a hundred. And for me, I just get so much, you know, satisfaction about that little ritual between mm-hmm. you and I. And and it's a daily 10. It's just like something you get satisfaction and, and puts a smile to your face, you know. In in a world, in a world where there's a lot of things that don't put a smile to your face, you know, if you choose to focus on them. And in an industry as well, which is a great segue into today's topic, is what are our observations as auctioneers over the last couple of weeks? around the agents that are defying the the narrative and the narrative is a negative narrative with inflation with the war in ukraine with interest rates there are agents and i think the auctioneers play a small part you know um if you and i can be a little bit modest um you know we play probably a little small part too and it's a team effort but we've certainly made some observations you know because we've spoken to the vendors prior to auction we've spoken to some of the buyers we've spoken to the agents and it's interesting if we can share our observations for the agents and the teams that are defying the narrative yeah uh ab the very best out there right now they're the ones that are doing deals um first lesson and most obvious and we both were talking about this before we started recording um the best agents 
they're running the process. And I know that that yeah. comes kind of second nature to what we coach and our followers and all the rest of it that's yeah. out there listening to this episode. But the process of auction puts a deadline on the time for, and a time frame around when buyers can come forward. Um, it builds up their emotion and it gets them emotionally engaged and in competition. Now, yeah. the best agents, Adrian, they're not withdrawing auctions. They're not rescheduling auctions. They are out there running the process. And so everyone has the very transparent environment, both buyers and also sellers, to understand mm. exactly the lay of the land when that happens. And I think that that's, a, that's the first lesson and the most important. We're going to go into a little bit of in-depth um, conversations about what you've been seeing because you were lucky enough, I think it was last Sunday or the Sunday before. Yeah, a couple of Sundays uh, ago, got, yeah. A couple of Sundays ago that you got to call a huge amount of auctions uh, for yeah. Josh um, yep. And you were 100% clearance on that, and you just That's got true. a huge opportunity to witness not only one of the best teams within Australia and in the industry, but also the way that the team works on the day on the auction floor. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So my observations were 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 as follows: like number one, what I've noticed is there's a lot of things obviously they can't control but they don't focus on that so one thing they can control is daily open for inspections so these guys are literally doing monday to sunday open for inspections every single day because they know there's less buyers out there but they know the more they open the property the more buyers they're going to get through so so from four to eight every single day literally every single day they're doing the open for inspections and then at eight o'clock when they finish, they do their callbacks daily. So daily opens, daily callbacks. Not everyone's going to be capable of that, but it is a metaphor that if you're only doing one or two, it's not going to cut it anymore. And if you're not doing callbacks, you know, stat as in instant straight after the inspections to get feedback. And if you're not delivering that feedback to your owner in order to get a campaign on track, if it's off track, then you're way behind the eight bill. So that's number one. Number two, I spoke to every single vendor prior to the auction starting. I said, how are you feeling? They said, look, we're feeling good. Um, we have had to make adjustments during the campaign, but it was it was guided through Josh and his team, through objective metrics, through numbers coming through, through engagements, changes to the contracts. So we were very well informed. There was a WhatsApp group. We were getting messages every single day from all the team members. It was a team effort um, and they were prepared they knew that the market um, had had changed a little bit because they're reading the same news articles that the buyers are reading, but they were prepared and they walked into it uh, informed, though, very, very well informed. Then once the auction started, every single registered buyer had a team member with them, every single registered buyer. And that team member may have been dealing with them uh, or, or maybe it's just a, 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 another agent from a different team within the same office though and all of them had someone next to them saying, Troy, I work with the Teslon group. I'm here to help you bid today. Uh, if you want to bid on your own, that's fine. But if not, I'm going to write down the bids next to you. I'm going to uh, support you if you need support. Um, we're here for you. We want to help you buy the property. Uh, and that was just a given. My next observation was we turn up half an hour before each auction and there'd already be three or four registered bidders. So they were pre-registering. And then the associates were jumping on the phone, not only calling those pre-registered bidders, 
but anyone else who half suggested they were going to register and calling them and saying, hey, auction's in 20 minutes, we're here now, owners are very motivated to sell, or you're on your way. You know, and then I'd ask the associate, oh, what was the response like? And they were said, oh, some were saying, yeah, we're, we're parking or we're on our way. Some were saying, you know what, we decided against it. Um, and I said, do you think that's, that's maybe being a bit too forward? And they were like, no way, man, we want to call them every single day. We're here to help them. Um, you know, the, we want to over-service, over-communicate. Other agents in our market are not doing that. So, so they're uninhibited, um, no bad habits, and they just embrace, embrace their whole auction process. And again, no withdrawals, no pushing back of auctions, because even though we did have 100% clearance rate, worst case scenario, if no one bids or it doesn't sell, well, that's a, a ritual that's, that is performed and buyers are there to see it. Owners are there to actually understand what the market's doing. Um, and the ones that are selling, you've got a huge community turning up and seeing the team on show, on display. Adrian, you mentioned um, that Josh was very clear with the metrics that he was sending out. Um, I also know that, obviously, from conversations with you, but just observing some of the, the video footage of Josh and his auctions, is there's a level of transparency there. He's telling it how yeah. it is, justifying the value, even if it exceeds. Um, there's a little hack that you mentioned that they actually have a lot of the recent sales in the area that they can give buyers on the day. Um, that yes. Indicate- that where their bidding in is, strategy is at is actually still yes. great. I think that's important, access to information. Our job as real estate yep. professionals and especially agents and auctioneers and what we coach Adrian is not to be the protector of the price, but to provide yep. that transparency and guide both buyers and sellers to make the right decisions in the right time yep. frame that helps them take the next step in their property journey. Adrian, I've noticed a few little things as well. I've noticed that regardless, mm. uh, as we mentioned earlier, we're never withdrawing auctions, but I've noticed that the best agents right now, even if they have one buyer they're actually preparing that buyer that um come time of auction or the week leading up to auction they may be the only buyer um they're saying that there's implications from other people but they're preparing them before they get there on the day what we have noticed is previously over the past couple of years you'd be rocking up there'd be five six seven ten plus fifteen plus registrations Mm. and you'd know that you'd Mm. be in competition but we've seen recently numbers sit around that two to three active registrations in a lot of the auctions that i'm doing anyway and occasionally you do walk in and there's only mm. the one registered party. Now, the very best agents, they're preparing that buyer in the week leading up and they're saying to them, listen, there is other interest. Um, mm. They have said that they want to buy the home, but there's a few circumstances that are probably going to restrict them or may restrict them from formally mm. registering on the day. So one or two things can happen. You can rock up and there can be other registered parties at the auction and that's fantastic because you'll get a transparent result. But also mm. what may happen is you might turn up and go through the registration process and you'll be the only yeah. one there. Now that creates an amazing opportunity for you to go and negotiate with my owners, uh, again, yeah. under auction conditions and secure the property if that's your intention. And I think Setting that expectation is incredibly important in the five to six days leading up to the auction. Um, normally yep. around the Tuesday, Wednesday, I'd be starting to prepare that buyer because what you don't want to happen is you don't want that buyer to be walking into the auction, expecting to be in competition and then seeing no other registration, especially within uh, New South Wales and Queensland, obviously, where we have to have those registrations. 
because mm. Adrian, if they rock up and they see no one else, they'll start to second guess their decision making process. They'll start to second guess everything that they've done in the weeks prior leading up into the auction to say, is there something that I haven't seen? Did I, do I need to reread the building and pest report? Why is no mm. one else interested? Am I missing something in this property? You don't yeah. want them to be in that position because it's very hard to overcome that within a half hour window in the week lead up to the auction and even during the auction itself. You must do it in the days leading up. Oh, there's no doubt. And look, this is a market where some people can uh, dismiss the auction process or lose confidence in the auction process. Uh, However, I think it's the complete opposite. This is a market where we should be completely embracing it because the auction process does uh, defy some of the issues which we can't control. We can't mm-hmm. control buyer reluctancy. We can't control a sense of urgency. However, the, the auction process organically creates that. It's not the silver bullet, but it does reduce days on market. It does bring everything to a little bit of a head. We've talked often before about Queensland agents who were the biggest uptakers of the auction process, and it's illegal for them to provide a price guide, yet they still realise that the days on market are less and they still realise that their clearance rate is lower, but a lot of deals still get done under the hammer and if not, they get done soon after. So that should be a reminder for all the New South Wales agents who have the luxuries of not only you know providing a price guide but publishing it um, and having very intimate conversations with, with, with buyers. So this is definitely a market and I'm noticing a lot of people that I'm working with and coaching at the moment saying, look, you know, we've, we've moved away a little bit from auction because we've had a couple of bad experiences or it hasn't sold or we've had to withdraw or whatever. I said, well, that's the problem. Um, let's not withdraw. Let's embrace. Let's not be embarrassed if it doesn't sell. Um, it's a spectacle. There's no better phone call to make than if you do auction invitations, it doesn't sell, and then 10 days later it does sell And that's a new piece of data for a local person that you've called and said, we really appreciate you attending the auction. As you can see, it was a professionally conducted auction. The ideal result wasn't achieved on the day. Uh, We we had confidence in in producing a higher result. We've now actually um, achieved that for our client and it's a great result. How are you feeling about the market? What would you like to do? You know what I mean? So all, all these data points that are created through through auctions and, in, and when you look at it, I can't actually see one upside or one positive in withdrawing an auction, not, not a single positive or an upside in doing that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Adrian, the other thing is that uh, the communication from agents right now needs to go to the next level. We're coming to the final selling weekends of the year and we know that there's still time to book in and secure some great auctions and some auction results. Um, There is still a few outliers as well. Uh, There's a couple of sales that are going through and there is still multiple registrations. Now, the dialogue doesn't actually change. Everything Mm. you're doing in regards, whether it's one registered party or whether it's 15 (laughs) registered party, you should should be doing the same thing. You should be actually setting the business up for success, setting the campaign up for success and having those clear and transparent conversations, both with buyers and sellers. This is the market to be transparent. This is the market to provide and guide as opposed to just take audit number and just be an audit taker, sorry, and just take numbers from people that are going through the property, knowing that they're going to turn up and compete for auctions. Um, Adrian, what's the biggest opportunity right now, do you think, for agents in the market that are looking to get a number of deals up deals done before the end of the year be that existing stock or be that potentially new stock coming onto the market what do you reckon their number one opportunity is 
Well, look, I think every piece of stock that you've got on the market that's uh, quote-unquote stale, meaning it's been on the market for a while, the, the, the great news about that, it's only one conversation away or one face-to-face meeting away with your client to get it actually sold um, because if it's marketed well, priced well, presented well, there is a buyer out there. We know that for every five buyers talking the market down, there's one or two that are saying, where do I sign as long as I see value, okay? So, you know, if if you've been avoiding that that difficult conversation, and I may not even call it difficult, if you've been avoiding that conversation that you think, you know, uh, might be a little bit challenging, uh, I'm here to let you know that the owner is almost expecting it. Uh, the media is also doing a lot of the work on your behalf in order to to prompt that owner to make a price reduction or improve the marketing or improving the presentation. They they realise that the owners um, need to present value and buyers need to need to uh, recognise value, and that's all very doable. It's only one face to face meeting away from actually happening, getting a price reduction, getting it refreshed online representing it, opening it more than once a week and, and, and getting people through and, and being uh, not so dismissive about offers. You know, it's very easy for us agents to say, oh, look, that, that's a crazy offer. It's like, well, m- maybe not. Maybe let's, maybe let's have a conversation about it. Maybe the owner's more motivated than we think. Maybe the buyer's got more to spend than we think. Let's try and actually... Um, you know, move move the needle and actually get get the deal done. You've had some great auctions over the last couple of weeks, calling them. Um, Troy, what's been your observation with those particular agents uh, when you do turn up? I know it looks easier, and all the all the hard work has been done. It's like the little ducks under the water with their feet going for four weeks really hard, and then you turn up and you you sort of you know you get to do the easy work. But but you know, what have you noticed in preparation for those campaigns that the agents have done very well? Yeah, Adrian, I think the, the biggest one that I've noticed is that agents are now being very personalised with the buyer activity with their owners. Yeah. So they're just saying, we had 14 groups through and three people have requested contracts. They're actually getting yeah. um, quite close to those buyers and understanding that Mr and Mrs Jones, um, to the owners, they're looking for somewhere that they can have um, an outdoor space that they can entertain, but they're also looking for a granny flat because they have in-laws coming to stay. And so... Yeah. They're actually getting the vendors emotionally connected to the buyers. Um, They're doing a lot more of that work as opposed to just doing names and numbers. The second part is they're actually doubling down on their communication, both to buyers and sellers. So any buyer that's showing interest, they're kind of on the phone to them and holding on to them quite closely two to three times a week. Um, they're yeah. inviting them back for a private appointment. They're making sure that they're clearing their diary to have 45 minutes to an hour with a private appointment. They're doing that compressed with another buyer turning up as that person's leaving. So they're actually creating the market around a particular home. They're not actually waiting for them to go online and read what Sydney Morning Herald or um, the Courier Mail has said or the age. They're actually going online. They're actually taking those buyers and creating the market and making them see the opportunity for what it is. Um, yes. On auction day... 
there's a lot more activity from agents. So agent teams, if I'm walking in and there's multiple bidders, the guarantee is that each person that's there representing the agent team, they're standing next to a buyer. They're associated with that person. They're, they've got a little notepad and they're writing down the bid, the increment that we're looking for. Um, I think that that's playing a big difference as well, but they're not just showing up and doing that. They're actually building a relationship as well. So normally the person that's going to be with them on the day is actually calling them during the week to give them a little bit of coaching. I've noticed yes. that I'm doing a lot more buyer coaching right now as well. So agents are saying, listen, we've got three really good buyers on the property. They're very nervous because they want this to be their family home for the next 10 years. They're asking me yes. to actually reach out. Um, right. That conversation, Adrian, is really simple. It's, mm. hi, my name's Troy Malcolm. I'm working for McGrath State Agents from the auctioneer on the, on the weekend. Yes. Um, just wanted to check whether you had any questions about the process. Mm. Uh, and I'll probably come back with a couple of things and, yeah. I'll say, have you bid at auction before? If you missed out on anything? Oh, yeah, what did that one sell for? So in my mind, I'm trying to get a bit of a picture as well. I know the agent's already done this, but as an yeah. auctioneer, I'm trying to get a bit of a picture of their bidding strategy on the day. Normally, if they've missed out on four or five properties and it's close to the, the upper end of the guide that we've been quoting, I know that we probably have to be a little bit conservative in our approach and maybe start at the lower end of the guide. The goal, obviously, to get as many of them competing on the auction floor as possible because we know that competition can have an impact on price and normally sees it go to that premium level. Um, yeah. And then I'm doing a lot of work with vendors. So I'm kind of calling mm -hmm. them multiple times throughout the campaign. Normally upon listing, when I get the notification that I am the, the auctioneer, just to let them know that I'm going to be working closely with the agent. If they have any questions and they can't get the agent, so please reach out to me. Normally then the week of the auction, it's normally a Thursday or a Friday I'm speaking to them and then I'm noticing that I'm arriving to the properties a little bit earlier so I can have a more detailed conversation about the potential scenarios that are going to play out during the course of the auction. Um, yeah. And that's more, Adrian, to put them at ease. I don't want to be the person, and you and I are very similar in this, we don't want to be the people that just rock up, uh, call some numbers and then leave. I don't think that that's the right thing in this market to be doing as an auctioneer. You must do the work with the agent. You must link arms and make sure that you're doing the best possible job for both buyers and sellers, more so the sellers because yeah. they're the ones that are where we're representing, but also enabling the buyers to trust the process. Absolutely. So that's gold. I mean, obviously, you know, Troy and I are very used to that because that was that was the culture we grew up in in terms of if we are acting as an auctioneer, it's not just calling numbers. You do need to support your agent and, and all stakeholders, buyers, sellers. So if you are listening to this and you are an agent, I'm assuming you're working with a, a, a very competent auctioneer Um I think that most auctioneers are underutilised and, and it's not it's not the auctioneer's fault. It's just that often the agents don't reach out. So my strong recommendation in this market is get the agent to um, get, if you're an agent rather, get the auctioneer to reach out at the point of listing uh, weekly and into the auction to touch base with the vendor just to see if they've got any concerns or queries. Um, your top buyers or maybe just one of the buyers who you think that uh, needs needs a little 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 bit more guidance um, because what you got to keep in mind is not that the auctioneer is is more skilled or superior, but you know the perception anyway from buyers is and sellers is that the auctioneer does hold a little bit more gravitas in the process, you know, and that gravitas is something that 
uh, you know, will only add value to the entire process. And, you know, the auctioneers getting paid, most of them, if not all that I know of anyway, Troy, that you and I know of, are more than happy to do this. They're just not often getting the calls um, to, to engage. So please don't underutilise your auctioneer. Utilise them. They're more than happy to do it. And they do hold that gravitas. It can just be a very quick phone call. And it could just be that little difference in this market, which is a game of millimetres. I used to call it a game of inches. Now it's a game of millimetres, which could be that one little difference to install a little bit more confidence in the buyer or the sellers to, to bid on the day, which, which could mean the difference of selling or not selling. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listeners, I hope you've got a lot out of today's episode, Adrian. We're coming up to half an hour of recording. Um, Hopefully this has played out uh, in many of our markets that we understand that this is what the process is that uh, our agents and the ones that follow and listen to this podcast are going through on a weekly basis. Um, If you want to know more information about any thing that we discussed today, any of the questions, any of the dialogue that Adrian and I use, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, any of those platforms, we're very active on those. Adrian Bo's website as well. Um, you can send those questions through. AB, we've got a few more episodes to go before the end of the year, and we're going to keep coming yep. Um, back with more and more content because we really enjoy spending time. We enjoy the feedback. We enjoy the text messages and also the the direct messages we get on our social platforms by doing this. Um, There's no payment, so we just enjoy it and we do it for fun. Thank you so much for joining us again on another episode. Super good to see you, mate. Um, I'm glad that we're virtual because otherwise it wouldn't happen to be over the phone. It wouldn't have the same impact. I like seeing you online. Next week, we'll probably be back face-to-face and that's our goal yeah listeners um i will see you all again very soon but ab thanks again adrian bow podcast coming to you on a weekly basis rate us five stars on all your platforms until next week listeners thanks for joining us thanks listeners troy thanks for your skill and scholarship and we'll see you next week